LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Derek Hanna. And I'm Madeline Galea. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every single week. Now, Maddie, just uh, probably about six weeks or maybe four weeks ago now, Hmm. MBM had their 30th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Not everyone's going to know what MBM is. What is it? Uh, MBM, it's a church in uh, Western Sydney in Rudy Hill uh, called Multicultural Bible Ministry. Uh, So it was planted 30 years ago. And yeah, so they celebrated their anniversary and it was, I'm not at the church anymore, but it was a really special time to be there and lots of just celebrating uh, how God has transformed people's lives over 30 years, which was really cool. Absolutely. And the Galea family have obviously been a key part of that um, uh, over many, many years. But just as a, look, here's a little segue into the the podcast (laughs) we're going to record today. Uh, your mum and Kids Wise Ministry has been so influential in so many people's lives, not just in MBM, but across Australia. And part of that uh, has been her paying such uh, attention to detail, as well as a whole number of people who've worked with her over that many years, to discipling kids and making sure they don't fall through the cracks. So that area is what we're going to be pushing into today. The One Thing's brought to you thanks to Geneva Bush, the Australian Church Planning Network. Over the past 10 years, uh, we have helped launch about 100 churches across Australia. And our vision, and we would love you to join us as we pursue this, is to see 200 more churches uh, launched across Australia by 2030 so that thousands and tens of thousands more people across Australia come to know Jesus. That's our hope. That's what we work towards. Yeah, and we'd love to have you join us for the Reach Australia Conference. Uh, it's held in nine state-based hubs across the country, 1 to 8, p- 8 p.m., sorry, on the 18th and 19th of May. Uh, we'll have meals together. There'll be music and singing in each location. Uh, go to reachaustralia.com.au to get your ticket. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, Kids Church to Youth Group to Main Church Meetings. What a title. What a title. That's catchy. <laughs> Just rolls with the tongue there, doesn't it? Uh, it is. This is a this is a really key area to, to think into. Both for you know for church plants, we'll be talking through this because partly it's a, a question of seams. So that's important in church plants, and it's a question an important question in existing churches as well. Um, now seams exist at all different parts of your church life. So when people are new. Uh, when people become moved towards being uh, part of your church, when people move towards serving, um, as well as what we'll be talking about today is where kids grow up through your church mm-hmm. and they're moving from uh, the kids' ministry to youth group to the main uh, life of the church. So actually understanding how to do that well is hugely important because it's those scenes that people often fall through the gaps in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for, for loving and caring for kids and seeing them grow up, uh, to know and love and serve Jesus at each of those different stages, it's important to pay attention to those uh, scenes in between. So we're going to listen to a couple of audio clips um, mm. from uh, Tamara and Jono. So how about, I think we're going to start with Tamara. Um, you, you can, uh, Maddie, is that right? Yeah, so in these two clips that we have today, we're hearing from Tamara and Jono, and they're both at EV Church on the Central Coast, uh, heavily involved in kids ministry and youth ministry, uh, and they have just a lot of wisdom and insight for us today. Uh, So we're going to start with Tamara talking about 
um, transitioning from kids uh, to youth group. Yeah, I think um, there's a couple of things that are really important. So I think um, communication and, and particularly at this point with parents as well. And so mm. I don't think like don't leave the parents behind and just be trying to go after the kids. Do try and get the kids excited for the move. And so I think it's important that they have um, moments where we particularly work to get them excited. I'll talk about those in a second. Mm. Um, but parents. And so we're doing communication with parents from the EV Kids team who are yeah. uh, talking with them but also uh, as youth um, at particular transition moments we're looking to speak to parents so that happens uh, as they come into youth so we have a night where uh, year six comes up and visits us at the end of the year before they're about to arrive in so year seven. So or year six, you visit year seven. You've yeah, yeah, and so um, the kids team is doing a bunch to communicate there with parents, mm. um, but also on that night, uh, we are meeting a bunch of the parents as they turn up with their year six people. And so we're making sure that they're, they know good. what's going on as well. That's good. So communication to kids and parents is, is key. Mm. Um, physically getting them in the building at some point prior to starting youth mm. is, is mm. good. What are some other principles? What do you do with um, leadership as it yeah. moves from kids into youth? Yes. How does that work? How does so, that function? Yeah, I think relationships and relationships um, flowing on can be such a critical piece in mm. people getting excited for the next stage. And so I think having some leaders who were around them as they were in kids moving up to youth can mean that people don't slip through the cracks because you've got people who knew the year group when they're in kids and they'll notice people who haven't shown mm. up and will have the relational connection to be yeah. able to follow them up. But there are dangers to that as well. And so you do want to recognise that if you're having leaders start in kids, move towards you, you've created a long pipeline if they want to keep on following a year group so, all so the way I through. So I graduate high school, I become a kids leader of year four group, follow them through for three years. Takes you nine years. And then I need to then enter youth seven years through to year 12. It's a, it's a long haul. So the expect, expectation isn't every leader will do that. Yes. But you do want some to stick yes. with them over the gaps. Totally. And there can yeah. be something really good that fresh leadership can bring as well. Mm. So that people don't just have the one person through their whole life. Mm. But, but I, by yes. Yeah. But I'm also so excited and committed to leaders, some leaders yeah. moving. So as you think about your leadership structures of the kids and youth ministry, it's helpful to have a balance of some leaders who stay and specialise in kids and don't leave and cycle mm. around and others who move through yeah, for the sake of these transitions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's good. All right. So uh, that's helpful. That's, it's interesting just to pick up on some of the things that Tamara spoke about there. Um, well, let me, let me say three things, Maddie, and you can uh, correct me or add, add other things. Um, one is the speaking to parents, talking to parents about that transition and mm. what it's going to look like. Um, no, that, that'll be a conversation, won't it, around um, the, the difficulty for some kids of doing it, what it's going to look like, making them aware of the importance of that transition. Um, the year six visit as well is really important. So the, mm. the my boys um, go to youth church down the road. And one of the things they did really well in this year area is in year six, the last term was spent with the youth. And so it was a whole term in year six spent with the high school. That was a transition period for them um, where they, and they looked forward to it from the start of year six, 
they looked forward to that transition where they could be with the big kids and do mm-hmm. it. Um, and they navigated that really that transition really well to church in order for them to build anticipation. Um, and for the kids who are a bit more nervous, but more apprehensive, uh, to just ease them into what it would look like. Yeah. So actually visiting to see. So when they hit year seven and come back, it's, it's all known. It's all, no, nothing's mm. unknown. Um, and, and relationships as well. And one of the really nice things the church, uh, my boys go to youth church at, is uh, there is a kind of one-on-one relationship where often the leader of their small group stays with them the whole time. But they build that relationship at the end of year six uh, and that just helps work through any anxiety they might feel builds a real strong relational connection um, with them so they don't fall through the gaps yeah yeah now yeah. i think um tamara talked a lot about so obviously you've built a lot of momentum with kids ministry and you obviously don't want to use that in youth but you made the point about you also don't want to lose their missional contact and I actually hadn't thought about that before, but kids are sometimes like the best evangelists at church. And I just have this boldness that we can lose as adults. And yeah, that is, uh, I thought that was just such a good point. You do not want to lose that. And if you don't have a good pathway between kids and youth, uh, that is one of the consequences. Yeah, that's something that would happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then she also talked about um, leaders transitioning as well. Um, and I have had when I was at MBM for a while, it was quite a theme where you would have the leaders who did um, kids church or kids club and then stay with you in youth group. And when that can happen, I think that's like a really beautiful thing. I think she talked about some of the dangers, um, but I think it can also really gut your kids ministry of strong leaders um, if everyone kind of did that. But yeah, um, I think, as they said, it's great if some, some leaders can do that and maybe not every leader can make that commitment of, yeah, staying with a kid from kindergarten through to year 12. That's, that's a long mm. ministry investment. Yeah, it's huge. But it's, there's that um, discipleship relationship mentality in that, isn't mm. there? Just, not that I do. Not that there's anything inherently wrong with this, but if I'm, if I'm not thinking I just teach year three kids mm. um, and that's my job year after year, if, if instead some people are thinking actually... Uh, these are the kids that I'm discipling in and investing, then they, they can track with them if possible. Yeah, um, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, and I have seen it where the youth who stay with their leader for that, like for all those years, they're then inspired to, I want to do this for the kids in kindergarten because my leader did it for me. So that can be quite mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, next we have Jono talking about how to transition from youth group to adult ministry. In some ways, this is, I guess, the test of whether your youth ministry worked. So you spend six years working with these youth, but are they still Christian when they're 20, 21, 40, sure? But do they make that transition into adult Christianity Mm. is a really key time. And so doing this well, doing this intentionally really does matter. Um, So some principles I'd say is um, you don't want your transition into adult church life to look like this where this is youth ministry, this is your adult church, and you, you're you in one, and then there's a clear break where you, now you're in the other. Rather, you want it to be an overlap. Mm. So you, you're in your youth ministry, but there's a season where you're in your youth ministry and you're also in your adult church, making that your home so that by the time you leave year 12, you already kind of belong there. Yeah. So that's important. I would say it's important to not 
so blur the lines between your young adults ministry and your youth ministry such that they're the same thing because then you've just got two youth groups, one Sunday night, mm. one's Friday. So I do think it's important to keep it distinct and actually have a moment where you say to your leaving your 12s, welcome your 13ers. Hey, welcome to our night church in the fullest expression of what that means. Your growth group will be here. Your ministry will be here. You'll belong here in the fullest mm. sense of that but you don't want it to be welcome to this thing you've never been to either. Mm. So that's part of the philosophy. Um, but then in terms of pulling that off, I reckon you want to have intentional moments probably during year 12 where often our students are the most vulnerable because mm. they're busy in the HSC. Even their Christian parents are often telling them, forget about your Christian disciplines and focus on, they don't say it that way, but it's implied from their yeah. Christian teachers and from their Christian parents that really the HSC is everything. And so you want to be, I guess, envisioning and preaching and filling up that vision cup for them that Jesus matters more mm. in that season, um, most always, and, and, and helping them to think about their, their walk with Jesus and how they belong to church and youth in year 12. And then particularly as year 12 finishes up, that kind of wobbly time, uh, school is all that, yeah. you, you want them to have in mind, what am I doing intentionally to land in church life with two feet yeah what does that mm. look like and so for us we probably tap it early in the year at our camp actually that yeah camping, yeah um, in april we might flag that this transition's big it's going to be a big year but then again in term four we want to sit down with our year 12s and pitch a bit of a vision for the next three months of life as they go through this transition help them mm. think about their just their life their, their christianity uh and and get them excited for things like joining adult growth groups in the new year joining adult ministries in, in Young mm. Adults Church, uh, and just making clear the ways to do that kind of stuff. We do a bit of a funny thing at EV, particularly where we have a, a membership series that we run for adults as they arrive at church. It's called EV Startup, and it's a way to help people connect and land in church. But we additionally also get our year 13 is to, although they might have been in our church for 18 years, to do that membership series course as they arrive in our adult work and get grounded in what it means to belong in our church as an mm. adult now serving committed in growth group and so on mm. do that as well there's a lot of things you could do but clarity pitch a vision for what we're doing get them excited for it not an aimless kind of slump into the next thing and hope they made it mm. yeah yeah so again three things he says um maddie and you've been involved in this space for a long time as well so i'd love to hear your thoughts he talks about creating an overlap don't blur the lines too much so keep the two distinct mm. um flagging the size of the transition because it is a big move going from youth group to being part of the life of the full life of the church and everything mm. that entails it is a the big move like going from year 12 to uni yeah. uh it is a very different feel there'll be things that are in common but it's a very different feel and the responsibility at that point really does get pushed back on you as well mm. and so yeah great flagging the size of the transition for them I love this idea of a membership series mm. for year twelve, uh, yeah. for, for year twelve transition. I just that is so powerful. We all, we think about it often in the church. People who are new coming in, uh, having a membership course, but there's the assumption, isn't? It? If you're a kid and you've grown up in the church, you'll just know everything about it. And I, I'm not sure that assumption is there and fair. But mm. to have some special recognition that this is a big thing, and we are inviting you into the mission or not just into for the first time, but to continue with the mission of the church in this new role you have. I love that idea. That's brilliant. 
Yeah, you stole my favorite part of Jono's. Sorry. No, nah, that's all right. There was a lot of good content in there, but I hadn't ever heard that idea before of uh, having a membership course for you. So I thought that was, that was great. So what is in the toolbox, Derek? What's in the toolbox? So I've got three things for you today, Madeline. Three. The first one is uh, Missional Kids Ministry uh, by Sandy Galea on reachaustralia.com.au. The links are in the show notes to, uh, to both of these. Uh, I don't so think that's great... how you pronounce her last name, by the way. Galea. Galea. Sorry. Galea. Sorry, sorry I ruined your toolbox. <laughs> oh, Maddie. Sorry. I just don't know where to go from now. I'm sorry. Like, Look, I'm just going to keep going. No, I'm going to keep going. No, well, no, Tom, leave this in. This is what <laughs> happens when you interrupt. All right. The second one is this youth ecosystem. Uh, Jono has a great course uh, that um, was some videos on the youth ecosystem in church. Again, on the Reach Australia site, check the show notes for the link there. The last one, if you're thinking through um, uh, where the health of your youth group is at, uh, where your church is at with these questions we've been asking, well, you can get a Reach Australia youth group consultation. So I come in, have a look and see what's happening. Uh, talk to your leaders, talk to you uh, about uh, what's going well. Uh, what areas you can kind of tweak and move towards in order to keep caring for the kids who are there, integrating people who might be new and, and seeing them come to know Jesus and helping you make the transition so that we grow the next generation uh, of leaders and uh, followers of Jesus into the future. So Rich Australia Youth Group Consultation. Okay, Derek, and what's the one thing you want to say about transitioning from kids' church to youth group to night church? I want to say pay attention to the seams. Pay attention to the seams. Give a lot of attention to that because that is nearly always uh, where we lose people. I do want to uh, plug just before we go, the national coaching tour that Geneva, Push and Reach Australia are running. Um, coaching is a core part of our network. It's a spine in some ways of how it is we support and strengthen church leaders and church planters. Uh, and the first day of our training, we have a whole year-long training for coaches that we train within our network. But the first day of our training, we do open up to anyone. It's uh, a gospel coaching, it's about taking the gospel and pushing into the lives of people, helping you think through and become self-learners around the gospel and all the implications that mean for themselves. Uh, so the first day is on April 20 and 27. It's split over two days because we're running it online, four hours um, there. But if you go to GenevaPush.com website, you'll find the link in the events to the National uh, 2021 Coaching Tour. Craig Tucker, Kathy Hurd, uh, they're leading it. They're brilliant. It'll be excellent. Come along. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. That's all from us. Now, listen, if you're listening on podcasts, you can grab the video if you want to see the video. 50% um, of the video is fantastic. 50% is not. Um, so you can decide which 50%. Uh, but if you want to do that, you can go onto Facebook and grab it or on YouTube and grab it. Um, and, uh, yep, you can see it all there. Anyway, I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Madeline Galea. Chat soon. launched across Australia. 200 more churches evangelised into existence. So tens of... Oh, stupid Siri. Anyway, Tom, I think you can do the one thing bit. I don't need to do that again. It keeps going off. Please keep this in. As long as you keep Maddie's laughing in. Oh, oh well, well, I think that was our best episode yet.